Pastor Cassie uh, is here today within the past year, and she did an amazing job. Come on, Corey people, didn't she do an awesome job when she came to our church? And um, glad to have you. So, Pastor Cassie, come have your liberty and uh, preach, teach. Take your time. We're honored to have you. Thank you. Thank you. Morning, amen. It's an honor to be here. And it's an honor to minister the word of God. You know, anytime you get an opportunity, I got your plug in there, Pastor Jordan. Amen. So I don't get rebuked later. Hallelujah. But uh, anytime you have the word of God, it's an honor. It's an honor. And you consider it an honor. And when you look at it as a privilege, believe. Fear doesn't have a place where God is honored. Amen. So this morning, we're going to honor God by getting into And I want to, again, thank Pastor Jordan and, and the rest of his family, all of them, for um, inviting me. Thank you. And also, just this is such an, an awesome opportunity, but my goodness. Amen. For you to sit in, what, seven services, just being immersed in the word and the spirit that lightly. This isn't happening everywhere. Amen. This isn't happening everywhere. Amen. Hear it. It's not happening everywhere. Amen. It's not happening everywhere. So don't take this opportunity lightly. You know, I, I grew up in a, a Christian home. My parents, I've been in a word and spirit church all my life. So for me, out, being outside of a word, word and spirit area, but being a pastor now and people, they, they've never been under the word and the spirit. And I thought, my God, I called my mom up one day and I said, thank you. Thank you. Taking me to church. Amen. Even when I didn't want to, you made me go. And back then we had church four days, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, and Friday night. And we didn't have children's church when I was growing up. So I sat out with the adults. Amen. We didn't get to play or, you know, do whatever. I had to sit there and I had to do what the adults did. But I'm so thankful. Impartations come that are now helping me fulfill the plan of God for my life. So take those impartations. You they're helping you to propel into God's plan. They're helping you to, amen. It's not a coincidence. It's not just a, a, something to do for July 4th, amen. You come to receive, we've come to receive the voice of God, clarity for our lives, amen. We're going to start at John chapter 14. Good news is that I want to talk to you today is you don't have to do life alone, amen. You don't have to do life alone. God did not design. God did not design you to fulfill the plan of God by yourself. Amen? He has given us a helper, Holy Spirit. So John chapter 14, verse 16, and I'm going to read it, uh, my translation here. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, work the, if you ever saw Sister Rack, you know what I'm talking about. Yes, amen, I got some, got some homies back there. All right, John chapter 14. It says, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another Savior, the to you a friend just like me. And he will never leave you. The world won't receive him because they you know him intimately because he remains with you and will live inside you. Amen. And I don't know if I told them, I'm going to read verse 8. It says, I promise that I will never leave you helpless or abandon you as orphans. Amen. We have a promise that I'm not alone, that I don't have to do life by myself. Given me the Holy Spirit to help me in the plan of God. 
Amen? The Word of God, people, the Word of God, it tells us what's available to us. Amen? But the Holy Spirit gives us access to it. It shows us how to walk in it. Amen? We have to have the Word and we have to have the Spirit. Amen? You can't, you can't, amen? Hallelujah. But He has not left us abandoned. Amen? We have help. Amen? Say, I have help. I'm not a lone ranger. I have the teacher. I have a counselor. I have an answer giver in me, out of you. Amen. We have that on the inside of us. I don't have to wonder what God's plan is for my life, to be confused about God's plan for my life. If we're confused, we have it looked inside. We have Amen. And we'll get to that in just a second. But he leads us and he guides us. We have help. And that we read it out of the, the King James. It says, I'll give you another helper. And I like this. It literally means one position to me, but one just in my absence, what I would do if I were physically present with you. Amen. You have, you have the genius on the inside of you. He, make, he makes you look good. Amen. Hallelujah. Because there's sometimes that I don't look so good. But when he, when I let him operate in my, amen, because he's working in us. Now turn to, uh, turn to John chapter 16, just a little over here. John chapter 16, and we're starting at verse 7. Hallelujah. We're going to continue with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Something that I was raised to do up my I would always go to my parents and say what should I do about this situation and my first thing and I would say well no she goes then you go back to me till you prayed about it she goes you have a Holy Spirit on the inside of you and you've got to learn to listen to him she goes I'm not going to be your own so I had to learn at a young age when I was in high school to hear from God again I'm thankful because what to do, because I had already practiced it. So when I knew who my husband was, I knew who to marry. When I was about 17 or 18 years old, the Holy Spirit started uh, uh, telling me, you know, and I said, get behind me, Satan, amen, because I was so quiet. Now, I know you may not believe that now. My husband, and I said, oh boy, you were in for a rude awakening, weren't you? <laughs> Hallelujah. Very, you know, almost, you know, I, I would talk to you, but only if you talked to me first. You know, I was just more of a reserved person. So for the Holy Spirit to tell me, I thought, I, I don't know about this one. You know, but what he told me to do, and this is so critical, preparing like you're going to be preaching every week. At the age of 17 or 18, he was giving me the blueprint. He was to help prepare me for what I was called to do. And so I did that. So I started, you know, studying, the, you know, figuring out how to, how to flow, you know, in, in that revelation and that knowledge. And so when I was uh, my, you know, my mom's a pastor. And so I was there at her church and I, she, something happened and she couldn't minister that night. And she says, you're going to have to minister. You're all I got. And I said, well, thanks for you. But hallelujah, I'll humbly do it. Amen. Because my sister wasn't home at the time, and she's older than me, and then my dad's home that day. And so I was like, well, thank you, Holy Spirit, that you gave me a three-year warning. And so I, I preached that night. 
I, I ministered. And, you know, my mom, every time that we would minister for her, she the next day. She wanted to make sure that we weren't preaching something crazy or, you know, that we were right. Say amen. And uh, she said, there's anointing on you to minister. She goes, and, this, and she gave how to, to develop that and to cultivate that. And see, that's what the Holy Spirit does. Amen. When we talk to him, he starts to give us steps of how to prepare for what he's called us to do. You may not understand it, you, amen, but you just do it. You know what? Holy Spirit's not the doer. You are. He's the guide. We're the and so, so I, I, I did that. And I'm so thankful because pastoring a church. If I wouldn't have listened to the Holy Spirit back when I was a teenager and do what he told me to up into what he had for me, I wouldn't have been ready. I would have been a mess to what he told me to do. See, God's looking to see if you're going to be faithful for what he's given you right now. You can't, and then I'll show, be faithful. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, no, no. Back it up. Back it up. You have to listen to what he's speaking. You want more of God, you got to obey him right now. you got to listen to what he's saying right now. Every area that you next phase is preparing you for what God has next for you. John chapter, uh, we're going to look at verse 7 here. It says, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, but if I depart, I will send him to you. When he has come, he will convict the world of sin because they do not believe in me. Of righteousness because I go to my father and you see me no more. Of judgment because the rule of this world is judged. I still have to bear them now. That's why we need the Holy Spirit. Because he knows what level we're at and what we can handle. Amen. If you go too much further than what he told you to do, you're on your own. You're on dangerous territory. He keeps us safe. The spirit of truth has come. He will guide you into all truth. All truth. Amen. There's not one single part of your life that he's not going to lead you and guide you in. Amen. There is not one thing that has been left out in. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he thinks to come. You know, the Holy Spirit tells us of things to come. should not be necessarily a surprise to me if I'm listening to the Holy Spirit, if I'm paying attention to him, because he tells me of things to come. There's so many times that he, you know, he, he, there was one year of difficulty, the husband and I. But before we entered into that opposition, the Holy Spirit warned me several months before, I just want you to keep, keep building your faith on that. Because up until that point, I had a good job. He had a good job. You know, when you can do it on your own, you don't build your faith up in that area. Amen? So, so and I did it for a while, but I let it go. I let it go. I want to give you another hint. Keep doing it until he tells you something different. Don't let it go. You keep doing it until he tells you to do something. You can go back to the last thing he told you. Go back to the last thing he told you because you missed something. Something ain't clicking there. Hallelujah. I want to read it from the Passion Translation. Mark chapter 16, verse 12 from the Passion. It says, there is so more than you can grasp at this moment. But when the truth-giving spirit comes, he will unveil the reality of every truth. With he wants to reveal to you your reality. 
Amen. He wants to reveal to you the reason, but what only he hears from the Father, he will reveal prophetically to you what is to come. In that what we are a prophet over our own life. Whatever the Holy Spirit tells you to speak, you speak. You speak. Prepare you. You're not quite ready for it yet, but he's trying to get you to stir your faith, to stir your spirit, to start speaking those things. Amen. And we have to be diligent in that. You know, when it says that we have the advantage, that means you have position. Whatever you face, you have favor, and you're in a superior position. You know what's superior? You're above it. Amen? But you got to listen to the leading of the Spirit. The Spirit. You know, last year I shared about, you know, I, I was in a relationship. And um, God's plan for my life. I almost married wrong. And the thing about it is, is two years, he warned me to get out of that relationship. He sent people along my path to tell me, doctor, you know, I was praying one time and I was asking God, is this, I'm just not, not sure if this is you or not of God. And then friend, we were eating in the back room and I was sitting across from him and we were just, he was just talking, you know, and he, he threw his fork down and looked at me, you're called to the ministry, right? And I said, yes, sir. You know, I'm not going to argue with him. Oh, he says, run, I'll run. Amen. I've just learned that. My mama told me. She goes, you do whatever the minister tells you to do. You, if he's jumping on, if he's praying in tongues, you pray in tongues. Amen. You follow his lead. So anyways, so I, I said, yes, yes, sir. And it matters who you marry. He said, you can't marry a businessman. You can't marry a lawyer. You can't marry a trash or amen. He said, you have to marry someone who's called a full-time ministry. Right there was my answer. I received it, but I let it go. You know why? Because I was too comfortable. I let my flesh, because I had developed relationships. I had developed attachments. And it was all of our friends. It was a group of people. But I want to tell you this. The plan of God is worth being his plan. So I stayed in that relationship way too long. Way too long. And my husband, you know, we got thinking, man, where's my wife at? You know, he told me later. And I said, well, first of all, A, I had to grow up because I'm not because I was underage and that would be illegal. There's laws against that. So first of all, I had to become of age. Amen. The Holy Spirit does when you marry someone who's too young. Amen. So first of all, I had to, had to grow up, literally. And then second, see, I want to tell you something. If you're still, if there's some of you, I know a lot of you here are younger, or a spouse, sometimes it's, the, the, there's a delay because he's doing a work in that person. He doesn't, and then you get a mess together, and then there you go. It was God's plan, but you went ahead of the timing, and now you just got a big old mess. You just keep preparing. You just keep doing what God told you to do. You know, in Proverbs, it says that he who finds a way, you know what I said? I'm a good thing. I'm a good thing. And he's going to find me. I don't have to go out searching for a man. And that's Jesus. Amen. He completes me. You want to look for someone who adds to you. Amen. That feeds the call in your life. Amen. And then you have heaven on earth with that. In a hurry. Don't get in a hurry. You think that your, your time clock's ticking. I told God after I got out of that relationship, I tried to do it on my own for a year. I couldn't do it on my own willpower. I had to have the Holy Spirit's help. Frustrated. I was just, I was just depressed. 
borderline eating disorder. I mean, I had lost weight. I was just rolled over and threw grass on me. I was so low because I was running away from the plan of God. And finally, uh, that night, I remember it was a Saturday night. I was laying in my bed. I said, Father, I know this is wrong, but I can't do this on my own. You're going to help me get out of this. You're going to help me get out of this. 24 hours, what I tried to do a year on my own, in my own willpower, amen, God came in 24 around. Amen. And, you know, right before that happened, about November and December of 2009, to pray in tongues more to increase my time of praying in the spirit and was because I was getting ready to meet my husband he was trying to get me sensitive so I would know the leading that when he came I was so hurt when you get mixed in with the world relationship hurt comes hurt comes one who is of the world they don't have uh, some time in their heart let's put it that way amen the spirit of God hasn't came in their lives and so anyways, then I was ready. I let the Holy Spirit do a work in my life. I had prayed in the Spirit, so I was sensitive. So the nights later, and I had told God earlier, you know, a few months later, I said, God, you know what? I'll get married eventually, but if it's when I'm 50 or 60, I don't care. Sarah had a baby when she's 90, so I can do that too if I have to. I don't care. Amen. Because I'm not going back out of your plan. I'm not getting, it's too, it's too valuable to me. So when I met my husband that night at Church on the Rock, New Albany, it's a good place to meet meet your spouse. Amen. Amen. It's a good place. My brother-in-law met his wife there. It's a good place. Amen. There's an anointing for matchmaking there. Amen. Hallelujah. There's, yep, yep. See, there's anointing there. And standing by the restrooms, if you know whether, if you've been in their church by that water fountain back on this side of the building. But anyway, we're there. We had went. Dr. Jacobs had received his ear. And right before we left, I did. I was so tired. I had worked the night before, but my mom wanted someone to drive driver, answer. And but she before she left, she goes, "Oh, you might meet the man of your dreams tonight." And I said, "Mom, I'm not meeting no man. He ain't my dream. I'm done with men. I mean, I'm not into women either. But I'm just saying, I'm done with men. You know, I'm just taking a break from all of that." He went, so that night I'm standing there talking to someone, and I think he was stalking me all night, just to be, I'm just, just saying, he was stalking me. He was. Everywhere I looked, there he was, there looking me. But I was standing there, and he's walking towards the hall towards me, and the Holy Spirit said, contact you, and it's okay. And I thought, I've never had anything that specific in my spirit before. But see, I had prayers, you know, and my spirit was sensitive to that. So clarity was there. And so I, I get in the vehicle, my mom's like, you know, I kept seeing that flock boy around. And I said, just drive. Let's just go to her about it. Hallelujah. So two days later, Miss Donna leaves a voicemail on my answering machine. She's laughing. She goes, ah, this is for Cassie, if she could give me a call. And I knew it. I said, that's the Holy Spirit told me about. So I call, you know. And, and she says, there's a, there's a man interested in you now. She goes, he has a past. He has a past. She didn't go into detail, and I'll get to that maybe in a second, but she said, he has a past. And I said, okay, you know, I'm thinking, well, emphasizing he has a past. And I was like, okay. She's like, but he's back in church, and he's been doing good for several years. 
you know, and different things. And I said, Link. And I was like, okay, here's my email. And I just, I was like, okay. And she didn't even tell me his name. I didn't even know his name. I was like, and then she emailed his name. His name's Sonny Flock. <laughs> you know, he's less than Mary Flock's son. So anyways, so now the giggly starts, right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're all excited. And uh, so tells uh, me, and I got to tell you this, this is my, one of my favorite parts of our story, is the first email he sent me. If you know my husband, probably not the most smooth talker. You know, he's, uh, he's pretty blunt, and, uh, you know, I, I've learned to it. He's just pretty, uh, just pretty blunt, just whatever, you know. There's no smoothness there, but praise God, he's genuine, so we'll take that. Letter, the first line of the email is, I don't know if you know me, but I parked your car a couple times, and I've opened the door for you. This is kind of creepy at first, you know. It was kind of stalker level, like, uh, I've, I've, I've parked your car. <laughs> Oh, okay. It got, it got a little better, you know, in contacting Amen. But so we emailed a couple times. First time, so, well, then, I don't know if you know this, the first time we were supposed to meet, he went out to Colorado and about killed himself. I don't know if you know that story, but anyway, and Dr. Dufresne would always call him a miracle man. Amen. He has a wonderful healing testimony. Uh, you know, broke, I don't know how many bones, babe, 20 some, you know, his spleen erupted, lacerated pancreas, dissected carotid artery, vertebrae in his back, punctured lung, broke his... I told him he got Botox because I'm like, you look better in your pictures than before. I was like, I think they do. Amen. But you know what I love too? During that accident, his teeth stayed there. His teeth. His teeth didn't move. Because I mean, he has some pretty teeth. You don't want to marry someone who doesn't have no teeth at the age of 30. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. I know we're not all fleshy, but that there is a little part, you know, you want to be kind of attracted to that person, too. We, so, any to you. And during that time, the Holy Spirit just kept saying, bring it to my spirit that that's him. He, so while he was intubated in ICU, getting, you know, all kinds of surgeries, I was shopping for wedding dresses. I was, you know, bridesmaid. I was, you know, I was just living life. And, uh. And, but you know what, that instance, how I responded to that, and our youth leader in our church, wonderful family, we love them dearly, they help us start our church, and training her, I was working with her, and she saw how I responded to, to his accident, that I was just like, scriptures here, they gave me scriptures, and I took him with me to work, and we were quoting him, and I was speaking over it, because God told me he's going to be my husband, and he's not going to die in Colorado. I said, I told him, I go, if I was going to have to go out there and do a Smith Wigglesworth on you, I would have. Amen? I would have raised your body back from the dead. So, uh, so anyway, he came back, you know, got all healed, and, and he came back, and we finally had our first date. And uh, we went to what's called Thunder Over Louisville. Amen? couple, I don't know if someone, yeah, Danielle was there. Amen. She was there. But so I was thinking the same thing. You know, and just remember, I came out of a relationship where, let me put it this way, dating some other people, too, that I didn't know about. Let's put it that way. Amen. Hallelujah. And I said, I'm a good thing. You. Anyways, so, uh, so I got home, and I was just like, I'm not sure, you know. Again, those feelings were that relationship that I just had. And I thought, man, I don't know. I went home and went to bed, and I was just, I don't know. There was just a feeling of hurt. And my mom, 
she, she didn't know any of this. She came in my room and she said, I just want to tell you something the Holy Spirit told me. She's, he said that you can trust him, that he's not going to hurt you. And after that, I said, okay, it's on. Hallelujah. And I'm Holy Spirit through that whole time. Amen. That, that God prepared. But why, why did he, how did he prepare me? Because he was telling me of things to come. He was saying, you need to pray in the spirit more. So when that opportunity, that you didn't mess up. Amen. That you would chose someone else. You know, Dr. Refrain taught us there's three marriages, three types of, of marriages. One is intellect because you have conversation, that they're smart, there's education. You like the way they think about things. Number two is sexual. Amen. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to stop that one for a second. Let's spend a moment here. Hallelujah. We're a more blunter. So I, I'm also a registered nurse. So we, if you're a registered nurse here, you uh, know that we just, yeah. I, I, so, but anyways, you just say it kind of how it is, you know. I take care of pay bedside for 13 years, worked in a nursing home and in the hospital setting, and I've taken care of five and older. And I want to let you know what they look like when they're... I'm just going to let you know that you're going to marry someone because their chest is so perky up to their chin. But I'm going to tell you, from there, it's perky in their belly. Amen? It's perky down here. You know, in a nursing home, we have to fling it up, wipe it down, fling it back down. Amen? You think, you think that person who has a, I'll tell you what it looks like. You can't find it. You can't find it. It looks like a mole because you can't. I was bathing somebody one day and I was scrubbing. I was scrubbing. It was a tattoo and I thought it was a piece of dirt because it, now I'm not preaching one way. I'm just telling you. Sexual relationships are only going to last for a season. Amen. change. Six packs become down here as well. Amen. You got to lift some things. Hallelujah. But the third type of marriage is what we want. It's by the Spirit. It's by the Spirit. Spiritships. Amen. God wants us to lead us into the Spirit and all of His plan. You know, in Jesus, and I'm going to, actually, I'm going to flip there real quick. And you can flip there or you can just listen to me. Hallelujah. In chapter 29 and verse it says, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you a, we read that and we stop there. But you need to read verse 12. It says, then you will call upon me and go and pray. To you can't get the plan of God for your life without praying, without praying in the spirit. First Corinthians 14, it's God, we're not praying to men, we're praying to God. And we're praying out those mysteries, those purposes for him. I'm going to tell you, if you'll take time to pray in your life, spirit, if you neglect your prayer life, you're speaking in tongues, it's going to be hard for you. It'll be hard. When you pray out the spirit, you're laying a path so that when you get up to there, you can just walk right through it. But if you don't do it, you're going to have weeds in your way. You're going to have stones in your way. You're going to have ditches in your way. There may be cars in the way. That's what praying the spirit does. It lays the path out for your life. It lays the path out for your life. But he says, if 
And then you will call upon me and go and pray. And you will seek me and find me. And when you search for me with all your heart, I will be found by you. But see, we had to initiate it first. Whatever you talk to God about, he'll talk to you about. Don't expect to say, hey, I need you to go pray. I got something to tell you. No, 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 no. You have to go to him. It's to you. Deep cries out to deep to do some initiation here. Amen. The story of your life ends up, is revolves around you. It's your voice, how your story ends. You know what? It doesn't matter how someone finishes. It matters how they end. Start out in faith. You can start out on fire for God. You can leave home on Monday and start out being on fire for him. Amen. And you've already bunkered out. Amen. See, you didn't finish. Can I give you another hint? It matters how you respond to God when you receive something from him. You respond when you receive something from him. I tell our church, if you, if we lay hands on, say, and do nothing, you better go back praising. You better go back thanking in your life. If you see something manifestation in your spirit or something that happens that you've been believing God for, you better respond thankfulness. You better leave here thankful for what God. If you want to keep those impartations stirred up in your life, you have to remain thankful for what he has done. Think about the lepers, right? There was 10 of them, 10 lepers. God who returned, who got whole? The one who returned. The one who did something when Jesus did something in his life, every day is okay now. One who did something in my life. I'm going back and I'm going to thank him. I'm going to praise him for what he's doing, what he had done in my life. Don't you think those other nine lepers put pretty dumb? When he came back with all of his body parts back and they're still there mingled. They got healed, but they didn't get whole. Amen. The fullness of a praise God. You know, I went through it. We went through a tough season in our life financially in 2014. And, two, and the Holy Spirit told me, he said, the reason I could still move in your life during that time was because you remain thankful. We remain thankful to God. I don't care what it feels like. Amen. You have the advantage. You have the advantage. You have the favor. You're superior. You're above that situation. Amen. You know why people are depressed? Why people re resort to substance abuse? They've neglected the ministry of the Holy Spirit in their lives. See, when you're not full, and if you're not putting the word and the spirit in there, you'll fill it with anything. Amen. God did not design us to be depressed to be anxious, amen, to be, you know, when opposition shows up in your life, it's not the opposition that causes you problems, it's the fear that the enemy, it's the spirit of fear that he attaches to that opposition, and I'm going to tell you this quick story, and then we, then we'll end chapter three, actually, while you're turning there, I want to read Romans chapter eight in the Passion. Romans chapter 8 and verse 14 in the, in the Passion Translation. It says, the mature, those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. You know, everyone's moved by something. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm staying on the word. Well, then the word's moving you. 
amen, then the Word's moving you. Everyone, you're moved by something. If God or the Spirit of God, then it's things of this world. To be moved by the Holy Spirit. To let His impulses lead us and guide us. Amen. Last September, I started having symptoms in my body, in the left side of my body, my left chest area. And it started in September. December, it was, there was a Sunday. And we had church. And then after church, we went home. And something in my spirit. Spirit. Like God was wanting to, for me to pray out or, or do something. And so I went to church because I had to do a couple things. I just sat there and I just started praying in the Spirit. In the Spirit. And he said, and it would go something like the Holy Spirit, or no, you didn't leave us abandoned. You gave us another. And if I follow his guide, if I follow his guide, he will take me to the other side. And if I, uh, the kingdom is in me, and that's where my attention should be. And so that was Sunday, Tuesday, checkup, and I, I was telling the physician I was experiencing, and so she said, well, I'll do a breast exam. And so she, she felt, she goes, I feel two nodules, and instantly when she said that, I felt fear start to come up my feet. And I said, no, you don't. Fear under my breath. I didn't tell the practitioner, because she's up in my junk, you know, she's, she's right up here. And I said, nope, spirit of fear, you leave. And Jesus. So she goes, I want you to get a mammogram and, you know, an ultrasound and all that all stuff. And I said, well, I have finals next week. Right? And I was like, you know, see, opposition, the enemy wants to pressure you. He wants to force you to move. Amen. When God hasn't. And uh, so, I, and so I, I ended up going, you know, the next week, worked out with my schedule and stuff. And so they did the mammogram, but then they're like, we need you to come back and do another mammogram. So I go back in there, do all these, you know, weird moves that they have you do. And um, they said, we find something in your right side, too. And I was like, what's going on? I was like, what, where did I open the door or, or what's going on? And he told me two things I needed to change in my life. A thing and one was a spiritual thing. And so I said, okay, I got it. I'll do it. I'll change it. I'll make those adjustments. And so um, they said, well, it looks okay, but we want you to come back in six months. But anyways, I left that day, and I was just the mammogram day, and the Holy Spirit told me, he goes, that's why I gave you your answer. He goes, on Sunday, you were praying out, you're all I want you to do, because, actually, I take it back. From the time I left the doctor's office, till he goes, I gave you your answer. And so all I want you to do is keep praying out that answer. Keep praying it out. That's when I went to the mammogram. And that's when I asked God, I said, okay, God, you gave me this, but now they're finding something else. And he said, it didn't change. The answer hasn't changed. And then he told me two places to change in my life, to correct. And so I made those adjustments. And then I went back for my follow-up. This was June, just a couple weeks ago. And they, they did the whole, you know, all the up and down things again. Amen. Praise God. Well, the, the practitioner says, I want you to come back. And I told my mom, I'm about ready to charge people for, you know, for seeing things. Amen. I'm about at that level. My mom, I said, I don't care. I don't care. Amen. I'm just about at that point. And, uh, and so ones went away, but I still feel one. And she goes, I want you to go see a surgeon that specializes in oncology. And I said, okay, I still gave you your answer. Your answer hasn't changed. Amen. The answer hasn't changed. So I now wait in the waiting room, and in the meantime, Dr. Jacobs had been to our church and gave us those healing, you know, those big, big packet things. 
And I had been reading over them. I was putting healing scriptures in anyways, but I got that, and I was like, my goodness, this is wonderful. Seeing those and speaking to my body. And so then, um, so then I went to the surgeon, and she's like, I was in the waiting room. The Holy Spirit, I was praying. I was speaking the word over my body, you know, in faith. And the Holy Spirit says, what do you want to see happen? He's saying, what you want to see happen? And I said, I'm done. I'm done with this. I've dealt with this pain for 10 months. I'm fully, I'm fully persuaded in his word. I'm fully persuaded in what the spirit of God said to me. Amen. I said, I'm done. And he said, surgeon. And she said, she did all kinds of things. She goes, I don't feel a thing. I said, I don't either. And she goes, you're fine. Come back when you're amen. But from that moment on, from that moment on, I never had once one thing of pain. And when I finally decided that I'm done, I'm fully persuaded it's over with. Amen. That's when I saw the manifestation occur because I was, I was done. And I want to look at what Exodus chapter 3, verse 3. And we're going to look at verse, uh, we'll start at verse 2. So verse 1 tells us that Moses was tending his flock, flock in the Bible, I think of my flock. Amen. He needs, he needs to help tend to my flock. Halloween's had the other day, so just in 30 minutes, we had urine on the head. We had cotton balls in the bathtub. And, and back to the desert came to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Pay attention to what Moses did. He'll turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush does not burn. Moses refused to keep living life. He refused to just keep going on his daily thing. He said, God's doing something over here, and I want to see it. I want to be a... But he had to turn aside. Moses turned aside. So when the Lord saw that he... God called. God called to him. And from the midst of the bush, he said, Moses, Moses had to do something first. He had to turn aside. You know what? I'm not going to keep living how I was living. I see God's doing something over here. I'm going over here. And when he did that, God called to him. And you know what? For his life. If you read on, he tells him, children of Israel, or the children of Egypt, I've heard them. I've heard their cries. And you're going to go deliver them. And he blueprint. But we can't neglect what Moses did first. He turned aside. He turned aside. He said, I'm not going to keep. Amen. I'm not just going to keep going through the routine. You know, you could go to church and just go through a routine, but your heart isn't there and it's not. Amen. I'm done with that. I'm done with that. We're going to church because you should be in church. We're going with our hearts connected. We're going with our hearts engaged, with our mouths engaged. Amen. With our spirits ready to receive. You go to church as a day of answers for you. Every time you hear your pastor preach, it's a day of answers for you. It's a visitation. You can't neglect going to church. Every time the door's open, you get your boots of honey there. Amen? Because God's wanting to do, amen? He's wanting to do something in your life. He's wanting to do something in us today. Amen? Let's stand up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That, you know, I try to be a good student, but sometimes a little slow. But I finally will get, eventually get there. He said, pray in tongues more than, how many times have we heard him say that if you've been in his meetings? Pray in tongues more than you think you can. He's trying to help us. To help us. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's just lift our hands and praise him this morning. Father, we thank you for the help of the Holy Spirit, Father. 
We thank you, Father. We thank you. We praise you. We worship you this morning. This morning. Hallelujah. We worship you, Father. We worship you, Jesus. We thank you that you didn't leave us a spirit. You gave us the advantage. You gave us power. You gave us We thank you, Father. We praise you. We worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank you. We praise you. Hallelujah. 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 We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Father. Hallelujah. If there is anyone here, and we may be all spirit-filled.